1: And we're here. This is Dice Camera Action with all the people that you see. These are gaming professionals, and we are oh. going to play some <laughs> D&D. Oh, a quote. <laughs>
2: that means today's going to go poorly.
3: We're over 100 episodes in, and now Chris is yes. flying.
1: Try nah. Don't forget to try this at home, kids. So, when last we left the Waffle Crew, uh, they were in the spires of the morning uh, confronting... Father Luke Sunbright about his recent behavior and his efforts to turn this temple of Lathander into a temple of the sun god Aminator when, over wine, the father expired and burst into flames where it was discovered that he had been poisoned by a rare drow toxin known as sun death. And as the waffle crew, or three of them anyway, uh, struggled to conceal the evidence of this crime, Uh, Evelyn was outside, uh, basically uh, making good with some of the lesser priests, giving them money that she had raised to make sure that the orphanage within the temple was preserved. Am I forgetting anything significant? Uh,
4: the poison was a drow poison.
1: It sure was.
3: Uh, Halton was teaching Kandrew how to use a gun.
1: Yeah, well, that yes, that, that too. A little little side adventure with, you know, severed hands using firearms. Oh, We'd also
3: met Andrew yes. Cormaril slash Morn.
1: Correct. Uh, another priest, a traveling priest, had come to the temple to help uh, Father Sunbright kind of get it onto, the, onto this new course. This Father Andrew Cormaril, also a.k.a. Father Morn, um, And the party met him briefly before he took his leave, moments before the death of his uh, fellow priest. Uh, At the end of the last week's session, while they were outside uh, of Father Sunbright's office, DF caught sight of an individual leaving the temple. A half-elf with sort of a punk hairstyle um, who gave him a wave and then turned invisible or teleported away not clear which. It is only a mere minutes after the, after the disappearance of this individual that the city watch shows up in force. And it quickly becomes apparent that the force is led by a human captain named Tlembra Harguar, and that the city watch has come here because they received a report not an hour ago that there would be an attempt on the life of, a, of the high priest of the temple. And so before anyone can really sort of leave the building or vacate the premises, uh, 50 members of the city guard pour in and arrest everybody. Oh, oh! Everybody? Uh, everybody? Now...
2: Can I just like, <clears throat> oh, I guess escape. We weren't supposed to escape. Never mind. We weren't supposed to run.
5: When you say everybody, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, define <laughs> that word. Uh,
1: let's see. Uh, any basically anybody who uh, may or may not have information, uh, or who who basically they put the entire building on lockdown, and then uh-huh. uh, they start uh, separating people away um, and trying to uh, find out where the where the What's going on? Uh, They pour Mm -hmm. in behind you uh, to find out where, to see if the high priest needs any protection and quickly find, of course, his smoking body. Um,
4: Wait, do we have a sense of why they were summoned?
1: You can ask.
4: What? (laughs) I'm so glad you're here. (laughs) We were just about to call you. How did you know you're so on top of things?
1: Uh, All that you are told by one of the constables is that the City Watch received a a missive and it indicated that an an assassination attempt would be made on the High Priest's life within the hour.
5: Oh.
2: Well, I guess you're a little late.
1: It was all set up perfectly.
2: Yeah, did Handrew get handcuffed? (laughs) yeah
1: they'll slap the irons on Andrew for all the good that'll do um, <laughs> and uh, it, it's then quickly became apparent that the last person to see the high priest alive is is the primary suspect and all the various under priests and whatnot who uh, saw the father leave the main temple with diath point to him
4: I stay at Dia's side as, like, a trusted authority figure in the church and try to, like, just every time suspicion is put on him, I explain that I've been with him, I have already questioned him, he told me everything about this poison, I show them the bottle, and I just make it really clear that he's not a suspect, if I can.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. I also continue to reiterate the fact to anyone that will listen that if we bring him back to life with a true resurrection, that it will be fine and we can just ask him. And I'm sure that whatever power he worships will be happy to explain that or whatever these people do.
4: Evelyn also agrees with that. She's like, of course, we're gonna true resurrect him. I I assume that everybody understood that that would be the correct course of action.
1: Captain Harguar says, do you have a true resurrection?
2: No, ma'am.
1: Okay, well then we'll get back to you, babe.
5: This <laughs> church
2: has got to have a true
5: resurrection. Around, I'm like also backing up Evelyn on this. Is just like plus, I mean, as I'm pointing to Death, just like I mean, look at him. Like this, this man can barely hold a dagger on his own. Like, do you really think he's capable of murdering someone so high up in the church?
1: Uh, yeah, she'll hold up her level detector and go. No, I think he's pretty good at this. Mm. He has a what level
5: detector? <laughs> no, yeah, kidding. I don't know what... I don't
1: <laughs> think, <laughs> I'm kidding about like, the level detector, but it's... I
5: like that, though. It's the level detector. <laughs> comes up?
1: He's just like...
5: It, 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 that, that, that only tells you how long <laughs> he's been going around. That doesn't make him good.
4: It just tells you how many daggers he's thrown. It doesn't right. mean how many of you. Right.
5: Right anyway, they're going <laughs> to...
1: Basically, they're holding, out, they're holding everybody here until a magistrate comes. Uh, once word is sent that they were too late... Uh, members of the City Watch are dispatched to summon a magistrate. And uh, until then, uh, people in the temple are just sort of gossiping. They're crying in some cases. Uh, priests and acolytes distraught. Why over are the you news.
4: crying? He'll be back in just a second. <laughs> any, anyone have a true resurrection? I'm sure there's one lying around in the uh, storage. Evelyn's just going around asking everyone. Where the
1: true resurrections are? Nobody has a true resurrection, says (laughs) uh, one of the priests. Except uh, Father Sunbright may have been able to resurrect people, but they don't know because he never. They never. He was fairly new to the church and had never had cause to do it.
2: Uh, Are we starting to get worried? Like
1: actually, but he does have. He did have raised dead for sure because he had.
2: I have that too, says Strix from the sides.
1: Paul's still going.
5: He's still going on. It's like, come on, like, look at him. Like, every time he takes a step, he's at risk of breaking his shins. He's so feeble. He needs a sandwich. Does anyone have a sandwich? <laughs> a sandwich Tricks. of the morning, Lord. Strix is
2: just watching this, this, like, this, like, unfold, just rolling her eyes. Like, okay. <laughs> no,
1: eventually, no eventually, a magistrate shows up, and it is a, a very sort of old, wizened, Dwarf in a black robe. Uh, you can see that his, his black robe contrasts very nicely with his long white beard and the, the bushy white hair uh, growing in tufts above his ears, uh, although most of his head is bald except for a little boop dollop of hair near the top of his head. Uh, and he confers with the various city watchmen. He takes... He has his scribe... Uh, who is a young woman, uh, take notes about what they found in the high priest's chamber. Uh, then uh, he sort of turns his steely gray eyes toward Dieth, and the guards come over and arrest him.
4: No, 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 no. We, we've established uh, that this hmm. is not the killer. I thought that we made that real clear.
3: Dieth is very, like, uh, uh, like does not resist or fight back at all, almost like he's conceding or just already defeated okay uh, as they like are already approach and go to arrest him
1: they will march him away and, no no uh, no and impose guards between you and him
2: can I just like f- follow him as rats uh
1: yeah, you can turn into a pile of rats and sort of wend your way through the crowd okay feet out the door and try to follow So the
2: guards him. are standing there like, you
4: shall not pass, and she's just like, rats.
2: Well, I try to do it where they're not looking, so they <laughs> don't know it's me.
4: Right, I
1: assume she sort of goes off and then turns into rats and then scuttles after them.
4: Yeah, yeah. exactly. Evelyn is just kind of like, uh, just aghast at what's happening. Captain Hargawar
1: will come up to her and say, say that until this matter is reconciled, I assume that you have some means in this temple to cast a gentle, well, that won't work. She says a means to basically stow the remains or would you rather we have him taken from the premises?
4: Well, he's about to be resurrected. I don't understand why no one's working on this. You're just gonna leave him dead?
1: For the time being, until such time as someone can bring him back, I suppose, if they deigned to. I, I don't suppose other temples would care to, but maybe they will, if you can't.
4: Well, I I guess it should fall to me to take care of his remains, so I will. Uh, do I know where, like, a crypt, or, like...
1: You know, you know where you could basically put the remains, where they'd be safe, yeah.
4: All right, Evelyn's kind of like... Um,
1: the temple has a morgue, basically.
4: Yeah. So I think what's starting to happen is this is starting to sink in and you see Evelyn kind of getting like her eyes are starting to get wide that she kind of realizes what actually happened because Father Sunbright was basically a father figure to her because Mm -hmm. he trained her and she lived there from a very young age. So the fact that he's actually this like charred pile of remains is starting to seep its way in and she goes and starts to kind of like try to figure out how to contain these remains, but is kind of having a tough time conceptualizing what to do with them.
1: Uh, when, she's, when, her, when that starts to dawn on her, eventually Sister Incencia comes over to you and says, um, I know this is deeply troubling and that you and Father Sunbright have a past together, but we are expecting the arrival any day now of Talasta Adaragon, and I do believe she could probably bring him back from the dead if she so chooses
4: oh good okay just a temporary thing then this pile of smoking flesh is just a holding position and totally not gross and weird and totally not father sunbright and i'll just uh just yeah, I'll just dissociate from that completely. Okay. <laughs>
5: <laughs> uh, before, before, before Diaz hauled off too far away, there's guards like blocking us, right? Yes. I want to try and persuade them be like, excuse me, uh, I'm the boy's lawyer. I really need to talk to him before he's taken anywhere.
2: <laughs> the boy.
1: The boy, go ahead boy. and go ahead, a make a
2: teammate.
5: deception check. Oh, deception. Okay. Damn it. Um, so that is a... Let's see. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: 31. So you have your solicitor's documents.
5: Like, excuse me, now's not the time for splitting hairs and formalities. My client is about to be hauled off wrongfully, and you are doing a disservice to this city, and you are supporting injustice to this system.
1: Why? Were, and if you, just, just out of curiosity, says one of the guards, uh, why were you with your client in the temple?
5: To help him atone for the crimes he's already served time for.
3: <laughs> <laughs> helping or hurting, Paul. Helping or hurting.
1: And Again, already served his time for. Uh, At this point, a lieutenant comes over sort of (laughs) interested in this mounting conversation. And he just sort of nods and is stroking his beard. Yeah, yeah, this is all good information. And he says, so uh, where is your your practice, sir?
5: (laughs) Um, So it's still kind of in startup. We don't have like a physical location. It's just sort of uh, where I, I, I have means of contact. So it's wherever I'm needed. Hmm. My practice is where the people need me.
1: <laughs> well, uh, you can come along with us, and after we get him processed, you can speak to him. And they'll sort, ah. of, they'll sort of gently kind of take you, you know, put their hands on your shoulders and back and usher you along with them. It's like, I ah, don't, don't need to touch, I can, I can walk. I'm good. Okay, so Paulson will follow with, anna- Str- with another group of guards. Oh, my God. Uh,
5: also
2: turn into yeah. one rat. Okay. Not, like, a bunch, so it's way less conspicuous and kind of just, like, either jump on Paulson or Diaz's shoulder, whoever she can get to first.
1: <coughs> that would be conspicuous. I mean, a rat on somebody's shoulder is not something Never
2: you... mind, she'll just stay on the ground okay. looking like a rat.
1: <laughs> Imagine, a, like, a rat jumps on Paul and he's just like, ah! And
2: it hits <laughs> it.:
5: Okay. Am I close enough? So, like, is there still, like, a separation between me and DF? Yeah. Damn.
1: How many guards are there? You've now got your own retinue of four guards, and DF's got a retinue of eight guards. Hmm. And it looks like they're just taking him from the temple on foot somewhere. There's no, like, paddy wagon or anything.
5: Okay. So. Um... How many freaking... I had a thing for this, I swear. (laughs) So um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, mass suggestion works on up to 12, does it not? Do,
6: do, do, do,
2: do. I thought we weren't supposed to do bad things to them. Looking Not doing
1: up illegal spells. There I'm pretty are. sure that's illegal. <laughs>
5: illegal. Yeah,
2: it's like super
4: illegal. Up to
1: 12 creatures can be affected by a mass suggestion.
4: Why well, would it be illegal to use a spell that completely shapes people to your will?
5: I I just cast real it's nothing crazy it's just like uh excuse me can you you guys can stick around just can you give me two minutes with the boy? We just need to talk about what he can and cannot say.
1: <clears throat> all right. Uh, this is a this is easily done um, with a drop of sweet oil and a verbal component. Bada bing, bada boom. Saving throws. Mm-hmm. All right. Each target. So twelve targets must make saving throws. And all right. All, never done this before. All fail. Hopefully. Where are we? Six. There we go. Oops. That's a D twelve. Okay. And what's the DC there, Paul? Seventeen. <laughs> How <laughs> many ones have we broken? Okay. Um, the da- bum, da- bum, All right. And there we go. So, um, you cast the spell, and then your words are, you know, you just want to, just give us a couple minutes alone, guys. Is that the basic mm-hmm. just?
5: Even like within, within scene range. Okay. Like, they can see. That's fine. All right.
1: They all comply.
5: Thank you, gentlemen. Deal. Just, yep. Deal second. All right. So, I got this far. What do you got? What? (laughs) You obviously have a plan because you just complied with being arrested for a murder that you did not commit. So I'm assuming there's more to this than, no, fuck it. All I I could
1: do is tell the truth. They. (laughs) Paul just doesn't understand.
6: (laughs) (laughs)
5: <laughs> no, but, like, how will you persuade them that the truth is real because they won't believe you? I, I don't know. All right. Well, speaking as your lawyer, all right? This is terrible. I, I think it would be best that uh, until you are actually uh, being threatened with execution you should probably just stay quiet and we the rest of us will figure something out okay so just just stall don't don't tell them what they want to hear but also hold off on the truth mainly because it will sound like a lie
3: but uh, but no i mean no uh, but I'm, i'm not a liar
5: yeah, I know you're I know I know you're not a liar. But the thing is they don't. And I feel like they're probably half expecting you to say, "Oh, I didn't kill him." And they're going to be like, "Okay, we'll we'll kill you and find out or something." I don't know. Just 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 like just like hold tight and um just you know, if they bring you in and you know, there's a there's a bigger fella in the cell, too. Just, like, be really nice to him, but not too nice, you know? I mean, unless you want to make a really good friend, like, that's, that's fun. <laughs> just,
1: just what, what do you need? What do you need? What can we, Strix, what can we you're do? probably creeping over at this point and can overhear this conversation. Oh, yeah,
2: I've been listening to it, debating yep. on whether or not to bite Paulton. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. uh... I see a rat, I'm just like, ah! <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Did you kick me?
5: I'm used to many rats, not one rat. So I'm have assuming it's just
2: one different. rat before.
5: I don't think I, I don't think I have. This one's got a little oh. witch hat.
2: Yeah. This one has a tiny witch hat.
5: <laughs> oh, Strix would probably like that. I don't though.
2: <laughs> like, the what? rat, the rat face palms. It's like, uh.
5: it's like, look, we're going to figure this out. I do think that we should have listened to me because now you're being arrested again. But what, 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 what do you need? What can we do? What's something from the outside that you need? Need like, smokes or something that you need us to bring in? Like? Just
3: be observant. Be perceptive. Listen and look at everyone around you. Everyone is a suspect. We know it's not me. And the only other thing I could need is just don't do anything foolish that will get any of you in the same situation
1: as me. Okay looks at all the guards waiting. (laughs) Okay. (laughs)
2: okay. (laughs) Yeah, Strix, like, rat motions, like, "Ah!" (laughs) like,
3: huh. (laughs) Okay. Well. I'll be okay.
5: I'm telling you, man, you are making it way harder for you to become Hokage, but I still believe in you. I still don't know what that means. That's fine. (laughs) I, like, look to the guards, like,
1: (laughs) all right, we're good. All right, Uh, they will again uh, take you both to what what you ultimately believe is a courthouse. Uh, There is one actually not too very far, only a couple blocks away from the spires of the morning and they march you into this grand castle ward edifice made of stone. Uh, Paulton, you are taken upstairs uh, uh, so they can record your information about who you are and what your business is and they will take DF downstairs to the jail.
3: And when you say it's a jail, yes, is it like a uh, <clears throat> full-on
1: jail? <laughs> uh, so it is uh, in the basement of this courthouse. Uh, there, uh, uh, you're ushered through a door. There's a, a waiting area. You p- sort of pass through that. You pass by a staircase leading upstairs, and then you're taken to a cell block. And in that cell block are a number of iron doors that basically, um, behind which are stone cells. Um, and, uh, one of the doors is opened. You can see that the door itself is solid iron. It's got a small window with bars in it and a plate over it that can be opened and closed from the outside. Got it. Uh, and so you are marched into a cell, um... that is yours and yours alone. It's 10 feet deep and five feet wide.
3: Okay, uh, as soon as Deeth is put into that cell, uh, he <laughs> is not okay. As uh, soon as they lock it up behind him, he basically has an immediate uh, mental breakdown. Uh, falls to his knees, just hands shaking, like uh, th- just touching the walls around him and then like immediately retracting him back into his body and just shaking and sobbing.
2: Okay. Uh, Strix rat is, has followed. If they haven't stepped on her,
1: so uh, you're trying to follow him into the cell. Yeah. Make a stealth check.
2: Oh, no. but I'm a rat. Do I get rat? No, I don't get rat bonus.
1: Well, as a rat, I don't know. Let's see.
2: Oh yeah, do I get any
3: innate stealth skill? Yeah. I'm just looking
2: rat rat friend
1: rat friend uh, blub, blub, blub. Uh, nope no innate stealth
2: okay well that's an 11
1: okay uh, so they realize that they, that a rat has crept into their cellar and uh, they try to kill you
2: uh. <laughs> I have to- Hat.
1: <laughs> That's true. You are a rat in a witch hat. That is a little suspicious. Let me just make our insight check here. <laughs> okay. Uh, one of the, okay, one of the guards actually seeing your little witch hat <laughs> says, "Aw." oh, uh, yeah. Hey, Gary, don't, don't, no, Gary, don't, Gary, don't attack the rat. Hang on. Hey, rat, can you talk? Freaking Gary, frickin'
3: Todd. I, I,
2: I look back. And I look. I look back, and I'm like, squeak.
1: Yeah, it's a rat. Kill
2: it. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I, I'll turn back into myself. Okay. No, 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 don't kill me! Don't kill me! I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just making sure that you didn't hurt my friend.
1: You, what, who's your friend?
2: Uh, my friend DF, He's in there. He looks really sad. I just wanted to make sure he was okay. Oh
1: wait, you're one of the people from the temple.
2: What? No, I mean, no, I don't, I don't believe in Lethander. I was never, I'm not a temple person. Were you
1: trying to break him out of jail?
2: No, I was just trying to give him snacks. I didn't want him to go hungry.
1: Uh, make a persuasion check.
2: <laughs> this, this is 100% the truth, by the way.
1: Oh, yeah. That's why it's <laughs> persuasion, not deception.
2: Okay. Uh, that's 18. Oh, wait, no, it's more. Hold on. 18. Oh, no, it is 18. I'm sorry. Yeah, 18.
1: Yeah, show her out, Gary.
2: Okay. <laughs> Strix so just, like, you're, yells at you're, you're,
1: you're just sort of pushed out into the street by, okay. by City Guardsman Gary, who then locks the cell, the, the outside door behind him.
2: And so just before, as she's leaving, she's like, don't worry, Dieth, I'll bring you some pies in a minute. It's fine. Please don't cry.
1: Dieth cries.
5: Yeah. Do I see Strix getting escorted, like, out the window? Is that in view?
1: Uh... You're upstairs, standing by a desk, uh, with mm-hmm. a clerk who's taking down your name, your office uh, information, and mm-hmm. uh, and and whatnot. Uh, make a perception check. Okay.
5: As I'm telling, it's just like yeah, that's Paul and Seppa of Seppa and Sepa uh, law practice. Mm-hmm. Hey, you said perception.
1: Yes. Cool. Nine. Yeah, you don't see or hear Strix through the window of the office.
2: Okay. That's impressive because she's loud.
1: <clears throat> yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, okay, and then uh, they tell you to sit in the waiting area and a time will be arranged for you to speak to your client. Ah, fantastic. And then, uh, then begins the next two of the worst hours of Paulton's life ever.
2: Oh my God.
1: Where he's just sitting in a waiting room talk, and people are just talking to him. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, at the temple, Anna, uh, Evelyn has, uh, and the other uh, priests have made sure that uh, all the information that needs to get out about uh, Father Sunbright is disseminated, that the Father's remains are put in um, the morgue uh, behind lock and key where they can be safeguarded until they can be raised. Uh, efforts will be made to send priests out to other affiliated, good-aligned temples to see if anyone there has a true resurrection to bring him back to life.
5: Great.
4: That sounds wonderful. Uh, Evelyn says a little, like, blessing as she kind of closes up Father Sunbright's remains yeah. in the <clears gorg.
1: throat> there's um, a, uh There's a captain of the guard who wants to talk to you, says... Sister incensia
4: Oh, great. I'll tell him that Dieth was not the murderer and he should get him out of jail. Let's go. Uh,
1: you are met by a, uh, a human woman uh, dressed in the captain's uniform. You can see that she's got a helm tucked under her arm as she's talking to some underlings and uh, uh, sending them off. And then she turns to you abruptly, looks you up and down, and says... What can you tell me about the theft that occurred here about a week ago, two weeks ago? Uh... It was a statue? Was that the report?
4: Oh, that statue. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was not so much a theft as it was a failed theft that turned into kind of a kidnapping and vandalism, I would say.
1: And this was perpetrated by... And she leans in to one of the constables, and then she looks back to you. I'm sorry, it was perpetrated by whom?
4: The Xanathar. Uh, X-A...
1: Huh. And Yeah, she says, and... um, Have there been any, any other incidents here at the temple involving the Xanathar, the guild? The
4: well, there was the thing where they put some sort of um, explosives all up under the temple. But that was never clear whether they did that or just said they did that. Uh, and it was somehow involved in the theft because they wanted to get everybody out. That's so you it.
1: believe that they were responsible for the, the false bomb threat?
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see.
1: Well, we have some reason to believe that they might be involved in this assassination.
4: Oh. Why?
1: Because of the nature of the information we received that brought us here.
4: What was it like? Was it written like a, like a beholder would write it? A beholder? How do beholders write? A beholder? Yeah. Like the Xanathar.
1: The Xanathar is a beholder? Well, yeah. Leans Come on, Captain
4: Mary. I thought that—I mean, I thought that was common knowledge.
1: Interesting, mm-hmm. she says. Uh, and um, are you going to remain at the temple?
4: Well, I was about to go find the suspect y'all took away because he's the wrong guy.
1: Well, magistrate Levelstone is now overseeing the case. Your friend's fate is in his hands now.
4: Well, I guess I'll have to talk to him because I don't know why you take someone away without even trying to zone truth them. Thought that was pretty standard practice.
1: She says magic can be used to ascertain truth, and a neutral party will be responsible for such magic should Magistrate Levelstone deem it necessary.
4: But and it, where is it, is it is the
1: magistrate's discretion.
4: And where is magistrate levelstone now?
1: He presides over a courthouse near here, about two blocks away.
4: Evelyn takes, like, directions there, and she's like, well, thank you very much, I appreciate that. If there's anything else I can tell you about that, I don't know, terrorist threat, robbery, kidnapping, vandalism, uh, you know, it was all bad, but I'm happy to help. But I don't think you need to worry about that Xanathar, because we demolished him.
1: She nods. Um... (sighs) There's something in her bearing that suggests that while she's taking all the in- information, she's passing no real judgment over its truth or lack thereof. You think she's just basically doing her job. She has no personal investment in this.
4: Thank you for your service.
1: And she will leave with her cadre. Um, as... Uh, so, Evelyn, are you going to head to the courthouse then? Yeah then you see Paulton sitting in the waiting room. <laughs> Just like slowly going mad. Yes.
5: <laughs> oh, good, good. My, my partner is here of, uh, of CEPA and CEPA Law. We, we started a law firm, by the way. Uh, my, we, she will be able to also assist in the matter at hand as we are Mr. Woodrow's attorneys. Isn't that right?
4: Well, I don't know. I mean, coming from the church, how would I know truth when I heard it?
5: He like looks at her and then looks at the people <laughs> talking. to oh. she's uh, she's very shaken up over the events that transpired. Much uh, much weaker stomach toward death, of course she's. Uh, but uh, I can, you can rest assured, she is very good at what she does. Right?
4: I am very good at what I do. Yes.
5: Great. So. <laughs>
4: So I'm glad that you're handling all these administrative tasks. I'll just get to talking to the client. Bye now. She
1: walks away. <laughs> Strix, uh, so you would have been outside probably pouting on a curb somewhere. Oh, no, Strix Paul, has a plan. Okay, a sudden, great. Like, Paul was, like, biting his lips so hard. He starts, like,
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Evelyn's, like, just leaving him with the paperwork. Yeah, i like, a you,
5: petty.
1: So, Evelyn, there is a desk with a clerk behind it um, that you can approach and talk to personally.
4: Uh, <laughs> uh, she goes up to the clerk and is mm-hmm. like hi I'm, uh, I'm Evelyn Marthain, a duly appointed paladin of the morning lord come here from the spires to speak to prisoner Deeth Woodruff
1: uh, yes uh, she writes your name down and she asks you some follow up questions about your affiliation with the temple and uh, any other affiliations you might have she asks you if you know that young man seated over there pointing to Paulton.
4: Yes. Who is
1: also requested to see this same
4: Yes, but that's fine. He can handle what he's handling. I'll I'll go in on both of our behalf.
1: She takes your name down and then hands you a slip of paper and says, have a seat.
4: Uh, A seat? Why? Okay. Well, while I'm waiting, I'd also like to talk to uh, Magistrate Levelstone. Stone
5: Mm. levelstone.
1: Oh, oh! she writes something down in the other paper, and uh, she says, well, have a seat, and I will see when he is available next.
4: Is there anything I could do to, to try and see him just a, a smidge sooner? I'm, I'm kind of in a big hurry.
1: Persuade. No. Okay, go ahead.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. I'm pretty sure I've heard you talk to, like, Amazon on the phone like that. <laughs> <laughs>
4: You have heard that. Uh, I, know, I have heard you do
2: that.
4: 17.
1: Uh, she says, well, maybe I can catch him before he gets too involved in his uh, current business. Let, just have a seat. I'll Evelyn be back. Evelyn touches in-
4: her forearm and she's like, thank you so
1: much. I'll do what I can.
4: Evelyn goes and uh, sits a chair away from Paulton. Uh, oh. <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs>
1: I'm gonna. Yes, he's this, just like. This big portly right. dwarf comes over and sits between you. <laughs> he's just
5: kind of like leaning over and like talking past.
1: The dwarf puts his arms up and this like wave of BO oh, just God. sort of washes over the area. Just
5: like, all right, I'm like, look, I'm sorry for what I said about the whole church thing, but. Our friend, our client's life is at stake here, and now's not really the time to be to, to be playing this petty game. And I could, we both could really, really work together on this, and it would go really well. Just
1: we are working together on this. A uh, man sit, A man right. sits across, comes in, mm-hmm. sits across from you. He doesn't go to the. He sees that nobody's at the desk right now. He's just sort of, uh, kind of uh, takes off his. Uh, uh, gloves and puts them away. Um, just tucks them in his jacket. Looks around. sits down across from you, and then becomes sort of instantly aware of the, the tension between you two. He's just he's just a he's just sort of a mustachioed man with a, a brown bowler hat and uh, sort of a, a, a shoddy looking cape.
4: Evelyn smiles graciously at him the way that you do when you like welcome someone new to a waiting room.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, Dalton turns and just he'll, he'll kind of tip his like, hat. He'll tip his hat to you because you're a beautiful, wonderful looking, wonderful spirited person. He can tell right away.
5: Dalton oh, just gives ball? like a little like, mm, to like hey, just
6: <laughs>
1: I'm just like look. I'm saying that if
5: you go in to talk to whoever it is, you said we both should go in there.
4: You're saying you want to come with me.
5: Yes, that's literally what I'm saying.
4: (laughs) I mean, are you sure you want to hang out with someone like me from the church? It's
5: like, uh, find my cave, find my cave, find my cave. I'm in my cave, I'm in my happy cave.
1: The dwarf's like, yes.
5: I like caves.
1: Mm.
2: (laughs) what's your favorite kind of cave
5: happy cave
2: has been been penetrated take off on her broom outside and cause like the building to shake
1: well she can you know make a clap of (laughs) her, her sort of eruption of the uh of the broom as it backfires can certainly be heard throughout the waiting room
2: okay that's what she's gonna do
1: boom so you guys will hear that outside Except followed,
2: followed by a, a slowly going away scream. Wait, was Strix here?
1: I don't think so. I didn't see her. Where's Strix going?
2: She's going to the Blackstaff Tower again. Okay. <laughs> She's going to go there and knock on the door. Okay. <laughs> She's going to say, as a fellow magic user, like bang, bang, bang. bang, I bang, 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 bang. <laughs> <laughs> we need help. My friend has been falsely accused of murder, and we're trying to help this city and help all the people in here. We killed the Xanathar, and now everything's going bad. And we need help!
1: <laughs> Magic! The, the raven knocker just stares back at you, uh, and actually you see its eyes move, like, a little bit, with sort of a, compu- a confused, um, uh, doesn't-know-what-to-do kind of stare. <sighs>
2: stupid city that does good things, I yell extremely loud into a crowd of people. is <laughs> it anyone here nice and kind will help people when they need it?
1: The door opens to Blackstaff Tower and you see a figure <laughs> standing behind that door um, and just sort of, you see this dark staff come out Hook you around the neck and pull you in. And then the door slams shut.
2: <clears throat> well, that's what you get when you're uh, persistent, kids. I All applied right. for a job and I was accepted.
1: <laughs> uh, DF, you can hear just occasionally guard footfalls moving through the uh, cell block, through the tiniest of cracks underneath your door. Uh, the, the other cells are sort of spaced apart and have large walls of earth and stone between them, so you can't hear if there's any other prisoners trapped with you. But other than that sliver of light coming in around the door, there's really no light whatsoever in your cell at the moment.
3: Mm, there sure isn't. Uh,
1: the window to your cell door opens, and a guard peers in and just says the magistrate is moving your case up you'll be you'll be out of here in an hour oh okay Uh, okay do you require any water um
3: so so dieth is basically in the complete back of his cell,
1: mm-hmm.
3: just like hunched up into a ball.
1: Yeah. Uh, There's like a little square of light on his feet, basically. Yeah.
3: So it's like he's, people come in, he's just back there like this. So, uh, when he asks for water, you see like DS do like a really quick rush, like, nod.
1: All right. Uh, the, the hatch will close. <laughs> Evelyn. Uh, the clerk comes out, leans in, and whispers to you, the magistrate will see you privately now.
4: Thank you so much. Uh, privately, or can I bring my partner? Well, you didn't see He's a it. silent <laughs> partner. She looks at him meaningfully.
1: <laughs> Make another persuasion check, because the, uh, the clerk was under the impression you were going alone. 28. Oh, yes. Yes, if, if you like. That should be fine. And Hill, uh, uh, she will usher you into the magistrate's office, which is down a hall. Uh, when you enter the office, you can see uh, Verandar Levelstone, this dwarf in a black robe, uh, behind a desk writing. And uh, you can also see the scribe, but uh, she doesn't wait, she doesn't stick around long. She goes into a small side room. Um, and uh, she takes some signed papers that the magistrate has just signed. Uh, you can see that there is a guard standing in each of the far corners of the room, uh, impassively watching as you enter.
4: Um, what would be the proper like etiquette for approaching a magistrate for a paladin?
1: Um, so, generally speaking, the black robes as they are known are, are they. They vary wildly. Some of them are pretty informal, others very much formal. If you wanted to be cautious with with one of these guys, uh, then uh, you could refer to them as simply magistrate or judge.
4: She she approaches and curtsies magistrate. Thank you for yep. seeing me on such short notice. I appreciate it. I've just come from the temple where, unfortunately, things are quite a bit confused. You have my friend D.F. Woodrow in your jail, and he is wrongfully accused. I know that you'll, you know, be willing to put him under a zone of truth and see that he's telling the truth and, and let him go right away. I just figured I should tell you myself.
1: And, Paulton, you're just keeping quiet.
4: silently there <laughs> with
1: me. It's like, yes, what my partner
5: here said. (laughs) Our client has been taken in, wrongfully. And that is
1: very, very alarming. The the magistrate says, in looking at the body, it appears that it had been disturbed.
4: Disturbed? As in mentally, or? The
6: crime scene had been altered.
4: Well, I assume that when he saw what happened, he probably tried to put out the fire that was coming from inside the person.
6: I see, that was, no. that, that was the purpose of covering him with the rug.
4: I mean, that's what I would do.
6: Right, because who
5: in their right mind would think that hiding a body under a rug would be a good idea?
4: If I saw somebody burning, I would try to smother the flames.
5: Mm-hmm. Exactly. For extinguishing purposes and none other. There also I
6: appears to th- have been a missing bottle of wine not accounted for. Was that taken?
5: Well
4: We have no
6: knowledge was... on this, but it can be looked <laughs> into here. For... Wouldn't
4: that be the one that he drank that made him turn on fire? That was poison?
6: No, there was another one. We saw that bottle.
4: Even looks at Paulton like, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> Really?
6: <laughs>
5: looks at her
6: and is just like, silent partner. If, if a zone of truth were to be cast here in the present company of you and my gods, would I there be at that last what became of said bottle of wine?
5: Sir, a life was taken and you're concerned over a bottle of wine.
4: <laughs> He's very thorough and good at his job.
5: Well, I can see when I'm not needed. <laughs> I will see
6: myself out. <laughs> yes, I, I, I am well and truly aware that this is not necessarily clear-cut case. However, I have enough evidence now to bring this to trial. And so I, I shall. This will be dealt with before nightfall. I promise you. Look,
4: I can cast his own truth on Dieth right now. You can go see that he is telling the truth.
6: That would not be proper, as you have a relationship with him and you are his friend.
4: <sighs> well, why are you bringing him to trial if you know that he is telling the truth?
6: He says, because this is not the first criminal incident that he has been involved with, to my knowledge.
4: What? What do you mean?
6: While this has no direct bearing on the case, it has been brought to my attention that he is guilty of the crime of the murder of many dwarves. The unleashing of the fire primordial Magera the Dawn Titan, which has wrought havoc across the north lo these past several months.
4: You must have him confused with someone else. Do you ever do something like that?
6: It has already been confirmed. Moreover, well, I have a witness in custody who will testify that he is the leader of a criminal organization, operating within the confines of this city.
4: A criminal organization. Do uh, I look like a criminal because I'm part of his organization?
1: He looks at the guards and says, "Take her into custody."
4: No, 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 no! Put, I put her, her in have a jail cell. Commander, excuse me.
1: The two guards will try to remove you by force.
4: Oh, no. You are a terrible magistrate. You don't listen at all. I have doubts about your mental acuity.
6: Hampering justice is a fine of 200 gold and hard labor for a 10-day.
4: I'm not hampering justice. Can I I, try to persuade him by, like, saying a whole bunch of legal and paladin-y mumbo-jumbo?
1: Sure, make it at disadvantage.
4: At disadvantage, it's tw- a dirty 20.
1: Okay. He says,
6: I admire your spirit, young lady. You're a good friend to your criminal underboss.
1: Uh, and uh, he says,
6: I don't want to make this any worse for you than necessary, and I appreciate all that you do for the city at your church. So if you leave now, and do not disgrace yourself any further. I will make sure that these charges do not stand against you.
4: Thank you for your time. I
5: very much appreciate it. (laughs) She walks away. She's walking out, and Paulton's like just in the waiting room with a magazine. Doesn't even look up. So, how'd it
3: go? (laughs) Bad call, brother. (laughs) And she walks out.
5: (laughs) Okay. Like she storms off. He's like, huh. I
1: guess we were due for a character re-roll at some point. Evelyn, as you uh, barge out of the building, you bang shoulders with somebody coming in, and and in a moment, you sort of turn to face each other. I'd like you to make a perception check.
4: Nine.
1: Okay. Um, It's it's just sort of a frumpy, short man uh, with sort of badly parted hair and uh, mustache and beard, with a valise, uh, and he drops his valise and picks it up and apologizes to you profusely. Um, oh, no,
4: my... my I'm, I'm sorry, I was very clumsy. I should have been watching yeah. where I'm going. My apologies.
1: And he goes inside, uh, strides past Paulton. Paulton, you see him introduce himself to the clerk as Frent Ebernecker, solicitor. Hmm. <clears throat> and... Uh, name is taken down and then he's asked to sit and he he sits uh, a little ways down from you and just sort of opens his valise and shuffles around some papers he also mentions that he is representing Ott Steel Toes must be somebody else who's imprisoned here And you are now, you are now alone with the smelly dwarf, this Frent Ebernecker dude, and the guy in the bowler hat.
5: Ah, a fellow practicer of the law. Fantastic. (laughs) How do you do, my fellow lawyer?
1: He looks at you and says, he, he sort of looks at you and eyes narrow a little bit, like he's trying to figure out if he knows you. Um, you know from various circles or private clubs or whatnot um, and then he says
6: i i'm uh, i 'm doing good very good you
5: oh gotta you know just here on behalf of my client as well mm-hmm. got and a little bit of a little bit of a pickle you know how that goes mm hmm mm hmm so uh what's yours in for if I may ask?
1: Um No, you may not. My mm, Of I- course. That information is privileged, sir. It's like of course, that
5: was a test. I was making sure you knew the uh the proper etiquette of sharing uh, <laughs> the privacy of our clients' uh stuff.
1: The dwarf turns to you and says, um, Will you represent me? What'd you do?
6: I punched a guy. Did he deserve it? Oh yes, it was with justification.
5: We should talk, we'll, I'll catch up to you later.
1: Okay. All right, uh, the, the, uh, another clerk comes out, uh, or the clerk leaves and returns and then takes uh, Mr. Ebernecker downstairs to meet his client. And uh, he turns to you and he says, I wish you and your client well.
5: Ah, likewise. Good, sir. It was a pleasure.
1: Yep.
4: Strix? Evelyn, Evelyn pokes her head in the waiting room like, are you coming or not?
5: (laughs) Oh. He, uh, Paulin gets up. And he's just like and he looks at the, the the dwarf. Yep. He's just like when you get a chance, you uh, you just look up uh, Seppa and Seppa at law.
1: <laughs> okay, he makes a mental note of that and nods uh, gratitude, and uh, that's it. Mm-hmm. All right, Strix, you are in the Blackstaff Tower, and uh, you are talking to a woman in a house coat. Okay. Um, uh, that looks like it's seen a, a fair amount of use, but it's, it's a, she's not badly dressed. She's just, you caught her at an awkward time. Um, and uh, you can see that she is uh, dark of skin, dark hair uh, to her shoulders, very curly, and she has got a big, tall, black staff in her hand with a hook at the top the staff sort of naturally kind of bulges near its tip and then there's sort of like, almost like it's got like almost like a beak.
2: All right. Uh, and I met Vajra in Schultz Is this Vajra this is, or This no? is
1: her, yes. Okay. As, as, you're, okay. As, as, you know, thing, as you adjust your new surroundings, you see okay. that it is her. And she says, right. screaming in the street is not the answer to your problems.
2: I just, I look at her and I say, that's fair. That's a fair assessment. Thank you. Next time I will s- softly scream in the streets.
1: Yes, this is a big tower. It took me a while to get downstairs.
2: Wow, is there stairs all the way up? I want to see!
1: No, there's not stairs all the way up. Why
2: why,
1: why are you here? You said something I mean, about your friend is in trouble. No, my friend,
2: my, so... Is this the, the, is
1: this the drunk one?
2: No, no, it's not the drunk one. So, my friend, Diaz... Is um, it the
1: holier-than-thou one?
2: No, it's not that mm-hmm. one. It's it's the other one, the 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 looking one with the the stabby knives and maybe maybe not like just I don't know. He's got problems. Oh
1: yeah, but, no, I like him. Yeah, go on. Okay,
2: he has been falsely accused of the murder of Father Sunbright what? at the temple. Hang yeah, on. we were. Okay, we
1: were, you catch her up on all the latest news, and once she once now you're basically in her study. sitting in a padded chair across from her as you finish your story.
2: All right, I annoyed her all the way. I'm just like, wow, there's not stairs all the way. I just keep pointing out things about, and like lore about Blackstaff Tower that I've like read (laughs) in like handouts. Like maybe like- An
1: unseen servant will uh, bring a drink to you and she says, would you like a sedative in that?
2: (laughs) Uh, no, those don't work well with me because if I'm sedated, I might die.
1: This is, it's just an herbal tonic. It's not gonna kill you.
2: Uh, she'd she'd go she just thinks well if the black staff tells me maybe it'll make me a black staff okay
1: (laughs) (gasps) okay and you get something stronger and then uh, she says okay well your friend is in the hands of the judicial system so why don't we see how that plays out maybe this will work to his advantage and he'll just get off the hook okay
2: what that's not how it works when you get he's also really scared of cages so he's probably curled into a ball right now and crying and that makes me sad
1: well that is sad
2: it is sad, and that shouldn't be happening because it's not his fault. Like we've done good for this city. We killed the Xanathar. We, we, we've done. We've we've saved children. We've saved owl bears. We've like maybe fireballed too many things. But you know, it's just it's fine.
1: Well, the way that the mass lords have set up our government, they basically have these individuals, these magistrates, who uphold the law, but have a great deal of autonomy about how they enforce it, and they are trusted waterdavians uh judicious in their application of the code legal and so if a, if a magistrate were corrupt he he or she would not last long in this system that is true
2: that's that's good to know do you do you think that if the time comes and if they do say that he did it falsely is there can you lend your word that he's A good person, and that he's innocent?
1: I don't know him, so no. (laughs)
2: What if I give you a snack?
1: I won't eat it, and it will still be no. But she says, don't worry. Um, I'm sure that... You know, uh...
2: Strix is tearing up and holding the snack. Okay. I'm just like, I...
1: <laughs> she says who is who is the magistrate do you know
2: Um, he's a dwarf
1: Mm-hmm. Go and I don't on.
2: remember his name
1: okay <laughs> that's alright that's alright
2: <laughs> but D.F. has a I, I don't think he has a really good reputation with dwarves how so Hold on. Feathers is attacking my cat.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'll get back to Strix in a moment. Uh, 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 Evelyn and Paulton, you're outside. Mm -hmm. I
2: swear to God. I swear to God my bird attacks my cat. He's so crazy.
1: That is crazy. (laughs) Paulton Paulton and Evelyn, we're with you now. Mm.
4: Uh, I guess Evelyn is trying to figure out. I, I thought I heard Strix out here. You thought you heard that too, right?
5: Yeah, or Strix-like noises. Yeah. Definitely high probability. You know, there was a rat in a witch hat that I'd never seen before. <laughs> which come to think of it. Because the thing is, I've, I've seen her be many rats without witch hats. but I've never seen one with.
4: I would say that probably a witch hat on a rat is a pretty good indicator that Strix has been involved.
5: There's a good probability. Um, mm-hmm. Aside from that, though, can't really say I see any reason she... But it could have been her.
4: Well, what should we do now?
5: Well. So, D.F. is going to trial, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Um,
4: I can't impede justice anymore.
5: Right. Well, I mean, we are the boy's lawyers, so if he's going to trial, he needs representation, does he not?
4: Do you actually know how to lawyer?
5: I know how to talk to people.
4: I don't think that's all you need to be a lawyer.
5: Pretty sure that's all there is to being a lawyer.
4: That's like saying all you need to be a paladin is to hit stuff.
5: Which is absolutely like, not the case.
4: I, <laughs> you saw Elon start to be like, uh, yeah.
5: mm-hmm. like No, no, no. Because paladins have, have many jobs. Mm-hmm. Lawyers' only job is to get someone to believe something. And I can do that. So we can try to represent him in court or wait to see how they try him or break him out, which I feel like will cause real reason to get arrested.
4: Evelyn quotes like a... she. Hmm. All right, lawyer boy. What is order two of the Waterdavian penal code?
5: I'll follow, I'll follow you. I'll follow that with this. Why is order two... <laughs> Of the, the 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 penal code and he tries not to laugh at <laughs> penal. penal are you are you
4: swirling an imaginary glass of wine right no, now?
5: No, I'm I am I am uh, illustrating my thoughts
4: I hate that you're convincing that you are
5: mm. strict plus thirteen oh, persuasion plus, <laughs>
1: oh, go ahead. I was gonna say strix uh, the 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 Blackstaff says, look, if I or you or any member of the Watchful Order of Mages and Protectors tries to meddle in the case of a magistrate, that's going to undermine the entire government system.
2: I understand that. And I mentioned that I'm from Sigil and the government system scares me a little bit?
1: Well, that explains a lot. And two, um, with with the way thing, things are just set up differently here.
2: All right. Is there any way we can at least, like, request that because of his mental state, he not be kept in a cage?
1: So what? what is the nature of this, this fear of small, dark places?
2: I have no idea. He hasn't told us because he doesn't like to communicate. But I feel like it's very detrimental to his health.
1: Well, then, I suppose... I would recommend that you uh, go to the courthouse and just tell the clerks there that your friend has claustrophobia.
2: Oh, all right.
1: And perhaps they can arrange to have him kept in another place.
2: Yeah, this is this is why you're the black staff because you're real smart, <laughs> coming up with these great solutions to crushing scary trauma.
4: Can we be friends? Ask for what you want.
2: Can we be friends, Vajra?
1: Um. <laughs> you see, you're just the worst pregnant pause. Yeah. Uh, she just sort of she just sort of stares, and then she sort of gets lost in a painting on a wall for a second, and then um, and the painting sort of winks back to her. Uh, <laughs>
2: And, oh, like, uh, a, like, cupcake or, yeah, like, a little five exactly. balls out of Strix's robe and rolls down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she says, in time, we might be good friends.
2: <gasps> that's good enough for me. I'm going to go ask them to see if D- it's claustrophobia I can put them in some place that's less terrible. And then we'll just listen to the law because the Blackstaff told me to.
1: Okay, good luck. And she'll see you out. Uh,
2: no, Strix will just... Oh, We'll find a window with her broom and be like, goodbye, new friend! (laughs) As she flies
1: off. Uh, Then what happens is you crash into a window (laughs) that just refuses to open. Okay.
2: (laughs) And then I fall on the ground and she has to lead me out. Yes. Okay, and then I'm like, goodbye, new friend!
1: (laughs) And the door closes, you turn, and the door is, like, already shut behind you.
2: <laughs> yeah, and the <laughs> raven's just, like, glaring.
1: Like, <clears throat> yes.
2: Okay, well, then I will post-haste go to the magistrate, and it, I don't care if anyone's in line or whatever. I go in just, like, yelling. And I'm like, hello!
1: Okay, so you head back. Uh, DF, your cell door opens again. Uh, the water oh. is brought to you. Uh you hear a conversation with the guards outside who a couple of them seem genuinely concerned about you and your present mental state. Um, uh, but then it fades, and you're kind of left in the dark with your glass of water.
3: <clears throat> All right. Uh, yeah, I imagine he'll like take, take drinks from it whenever he can to help. You know when you get real sad and cry, and get that yeah. weird, like, lump in your throat? It's like, using that to try to, like, clear the lump.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then you hear a whisper under your door, and it says, Hey,
0: Diath. Oh, no.
6: You're gonna die in a prison somewhere.
3: Uh, okay. Cool. Uh, Diath goes from... Like, hunched up like this.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, and then just kind of like falls forward. Uh, like, kind of like put, resting his head onto like the inside of his elbows. If you think
6: this
1: is a dark, cramped cell. This is. Say that again. I couldn't hear you. What? He says, if you think this cell is dark and cramped, wait till you see the ones under Castle Waterdeep.
3: Great. Uh, through, through, through like a, a very distressed, teary voice, uh, uh, Deeth will like, kind of look at the door and just say, who's there? Who's saying that?
1: You hear nothing. And then the shadow sort of under the door leaves.
3: Uh... Yeah, as he's leaving, D.S. just again.
1: You can Talk. make a perception check or uh, to see if you can ascertain anything familiar about the hushed voice. It was obviously somebody speaking in a lower voice than they're accustomed to. I
3: got a good roll. It's 26.
1: You recognize the voice as belonging to the Zent assassin, Erstal Phloxen.
3: Um... Was this someone I hadn't met previously?
1: Yeah, he was. You met him at ChairCon. You detained him outside his coach as he was attempting to flee. Oh, it's that motherfucker! You also uh, saw him briefly in the Xanathar's lair before you allowed him to flee.
3: Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. Fool me three times, uh, I get hanged.
1: Uh, not too long after he leaves the door opens and a couple guards come in to help you out and they're very gentle with you actually Um, Uh, okay aww and uh, that's uh, good
3: because D.F. is like basically really fragile and malleable right now yeah
1: and uh, as they lead you out Todd shows up and says he'll take you up to the courtroom Okay.
3: A familiar face.
1: Yeah. And uh he the other guards are they don't he he he's basically uh going to take full custody of you. The other guards are slightly concerned, but Todd says, "Oh, no, it's all right. This has been this has been cleared by the magistrate." And then <laughs> once he Yeah, and then once he uh as he leads you upstairs, uh you can see uh Todd is, is in his typical way, sort of unassuming. He's not manhandling you or anything. He's just kind of yeah. staying a, a pace and a half behind you, and sort of directing you on where to go. And then halfway up the stairs, he says, "So, what kind of stuff does Evelyn like?"
3: <laughs> <laughs> am, I, am I like manacled or anything? Yeah, you've
1: got you've got shackles on uh, great. Uh, behind mm-hmm. your back.
3: Okay, so still so not feeling great. Um, so as he's walking, he asks that to, yeah. he has to kind of, just kind of stops, <laughs> turns back towards the bike. <laughs> and then just keeps walking. <laughs> like he's trying to give him a face, like, right now, dude. You know, like, <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: he he's, he's, then he says, "You know, I, I don't I don't know why I asked that. I just couldn't think of a better time."
3: Uh, Dief says... says, will actually say, even Likes righteous people, the truth, and justice. She likes what is right. She likes those that are good, and haven't haven't ever done bad things. Yeah, but like,
1: what's her favorite flower? Uh, it's Morning glory.
3: Oh, also, God. shut up.
1: Okay, uh, he leads you into the courtroom. Uh, you can see that uh, there is the magistrate's bench up front. There is a bench facing it uh, where Todd takes you and just sort of parks you behind it, and you're just basically standing in this pulpit facing the magistrate, um, who isn't present yet, uh, but whose arrival seems imminent. Behind you, your back is to them, are benches like pews where people can sit. Witnesses or, or whatever can just sit and watch Uh, What's transpiring At the moment uh, The only person Is sitting in the back pew And it's a uh, Sort of an unassuming Mustachioed man With a bowler hat Okay And then uh, The old dwarf Is brought out Under escort And sits uh, Behind his chair And he looks up And he says I thought You had Solicitors representing you, did they?
6: (laughs) He says, find the clerk, see if they're in the waiting room.
2: Drix is in the waiting room, isn't she?
1: Yeah.
4: We are also just outside, like we never win anywhere. We're just having a freaking Mm -hmm. world right outside.
1: Yeah, well, they're not checking outside. (laughs) Figuring if we should still try to represent. I like the idea that Evil and Paulton just quarrel their way through Diaz's trial. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this, this is, <laughs> this, this is, they see come out and they're like, oh shit,
1: wait. The magistrate says, well, let's get on with it. Uh, well, So the clerk comes out, Strix, just looks around the waiting room, sees you but doesn't see what they're looking for and then turns around.
2: Does he hear me yell, like talking to them, being like, we need to get my friend Dieth a better cell so he doesn't want to die?
1: Uh, yeah, they might overhear that, and the clerk will say, "DF." Are you talking about? It's
2: like whips her head around to where like her hat like half flies off. She's like, yes!
1: Are you family?
2: Uh, complicated, let's just say yes.
1: Well, let's just say the truth. Um, are you?
2: We choose our family, so yes.
1: Uh, the, the clerk, uh, make, a percep- make a persuasion check. Well, his trial has just started.
2: Trial? I, I'm going to yell. I, I yell that really loud, so hopefully Evelyn and can hear that.
1: No, they won't. Can we roll perception? No, you can't hear anything that goes on in the courthouse when the door's closed. It's completely sealed.
2: I got an no 11.
1: Okay. Uh, she says, I have a seat.
2: I don't want to sit. Have a seat. I'm not going to sit. I'm going to go to his trial.
1: Oh, no, you're not. Why not? Because, because of this.
2: What, what? Because of what? What do you boy to do? What is it? The The seats? Because I, like, I look like a trash person? Like, what's happening? Like, I, it's, it's not my fault.
1: Uh, the clerk says to, the, to uh, one of the guards, this woman is clearly crazy. Take her out.
2: Oh, no, no. I'm not crazy. I mean, actually, that's, I am crazy, but it's for a good reason. But can, may I just sit in the trial? Because I, I, uh, I, she just starts crying. The
1: clerk says, no, I don't think so. Take her out.
2: No, please
1: don't take me out. Uh, so uh, Paulton and Evelyn, you see two guards basically pulling Strix out by her feet while she's like grabbing door frames and clawing across the floor, and then they just sort of push her out and like they use their boot to press her face out the door. Um, uh, because, I've had
2: better boots in my face than <laughs> yours.
1: Because it's, it's it's clear she's just
5: mad. Uh, so Paul, yeah, Phones me like don't, don't don't say anything don't say anything. I'm gonna like ask the. Guards escorting and be like, um, wh- 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 what's happening here?
1: They just say that uh, she came into the courtroom and started ranting and raving and not following the clerk's instructions. So maybe she's, you know. Uh,
2: and Strix, Strix looks at Paulton. and is like, Dean's trial is starting right now and they won't let me in. It's
5: like, oh, the trial's starting. <laughs> well, isn't that just fantastically played out? Otherwise, we would have missed it. For we are the uh, the. Let's just let's just go in.
2: <laughs> you just leave Strix outside, getting a boot to the face.
5: He <laughs> just like, like looks at Strix and be like, whatever it is that troubles you, fair woman, whispers like, I'm really sorry, but if they didn't know you, then we're gonna they're gonna not let us in. But I do hope that the good graces find their way in, ease your soul of whatever it is that ails you. You're doing. Sweetie, just like don't panic anymore, okay? Fare thee well, trash person. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Evelyn, Evelyn just makes the motion for like rat, and then uh, opens up a pouch in her cloak as she. Okay, moves.
2: well, Strix will go into the alleyway and be like, mm-hmm. "Ah, yes, I must go home to my dumpster," and then she will turn into a rat, <laughs> rat in the alley. And okay. Evelyn's pocket.
1: All right. Uh, so Evelyn, uh, you go back and scoop her up as Paulton goes into the building. Mm-hmm.
4: And yeah, then I follow Paulton into okay. the
1: tent. Yes, and you sort of... I'm made...
4: just going to try to attend the trial.
1: Okay. Uh, D.F., uh, Magistrate sits before you, uh, looks at his paperwork, uh, then gives you sort of a steely gaze, and he says, D.F. Woodrow, you are trouble with a capital
6: T. Right here in River City. <laughs> and he says... You were the last to be seen in the company of Father Sunbright, that you claim not to have committed the deed yourself. Do you know who did,
3: if not you? Uh, It was not me, nor do I know exactly who. I can only provide you what I do now and as much knowledge and observations as I can to help you ascertain the true culprit. Am I in there yet? Not yet. Go on. (sighs) Uh, well, before I entered the room with Father Sunbright, another man had, was also in the room and left. So that's also someone that you should possibly consider.
1: This is, and he ruffles through some papers, Father
6: Andrew Cormero. Cormero? Cormero? Cormero?
3: Whatever. That's... That's right, he was in there when I, he was in that room as Father Sunbright and I entered. And after a brief pleasantries, he exited the room. That was the last person to be a son, Father Sunbright before me.
6: He reported that there weren't, that
3: pleasantries were, uh, wasn't the word he used. I, pleasantries was, I suppose a misnomer there, in exchange of words.
6: I would like you to speak truthfully to me and not lie.
3: I wasn't... It's not a lie. But Andrew... Andrew Cormier and I certainly didn't get, on, get off on the right foot. There was a lot of tension between us.
6: He spoke of the tension between you and Father Sunbright.
3: He is also correct.
6: Well, you seem to have a lot of tension in your life. Is there yeah. anyone with whom you deal with that you don't have tension? Yes, plenty, thank you. Well, that's proof all I need, thank you. And next question: Are you aware of a man named, sorry, a dwarf, named Ot Steeltoes?
3: I don't think I, I don't think I do.
6: Ah. So that is a no. no uh, you can make an
1: insight check if you like. Yeah.
3: Ooh, super high. Uh.
1: One, you dimly recall Kozen, your good drow friend, mm. um, maybe throwing that name out at one point uh, while you were down in the Xanathar's lair, though you can't exactly recall under what circumstances. But it's not an unfamiliar name to you. It's just not somebody, somebody that you know and okay. know well.
3: So I recall the name, but I've never actually met him. Bring in
1: the witness, please. And one of the guards leaves and returns with a man who looks like a, a solicitor, kind of a little unkempt, frumpy fellow, who mm-hmm. you recognize as the solicitor for one Pernicia Harpel. hmm. Same one representing her. And accompanying him is a disheveled little dwarf simpleton with a beholder beanie on. <laughs> and he's just sort of clutching the beanie in his hands, actually. It's adorable. As he that. enters. And okay, uh, the, the magistrate puts on his spectacles and looks at this wretched little dwarf fellow and says, Are you Art Steel Toes? Ah, oh, yeah, I'm Art Steel Toes.
6: Aw. Oh. And you were in the service of the Xanathar. Yeah, totally, for a long time. Yeah. Oh, no. And can you point to the Xanathar
1: in this courtroom? And Ott points to you, D.F.
0: Ah, here's a Xanathar. He runs everything now.
1: Oh, yeah.
5: Alton's still oh, begging, just, plan. can I please get in here and represent my client? <laughs>
1: Uh, yes, but you cut to scene of Paulton and Evil and moving forcefully down a corridor. Uh, not, to get force, to, not forcefully. Not, I mean, just, just like to... determinedly. Down, yes. the, down to get, find, trying to figure out. Just where. like, the, opening up one possible. door. Yeah. Nope, that's the clerk's office. Open up another door. Nope, that's a records room. Um, on your way down. Every this.
5: every single door he like goes into, he preemptively just like barges in and goes, object, nope, not this one. <laughs> <laughs> object, nope. It's gonna be one of these. <laughs>
6: And the Zenithor was responsible, you say, for the theft of property at the same temple where Father Sunbright was murdered only weeks later?
0: Oh, yeah, I, 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 I guess so. Huh? He was after a statue. Yes, I'm
1: aware. Do you have anything uh, to say? As, at that point in time, uh, Paulton's voice, I object! <laughs> I oh,
5: This is a, this courthouse is much larger on the inside. That is fantastic architecture. Like, <laughs> I'm very sorry I'm late. I am the boy's representative. I am his attorney, Paulton Seppa of Seppa and Seppa
1: at Law. When that happens, you start to glow, Paulton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do I recognize this glow? <laughs> okay, uh, go ahead and make an inside check. Okay. Hmm.
5: <laughs> it's like, huh, interesting. Well, okay. Um, this is this is an odd thing that has never happened to me before.
1: Okay. Evelyn is like... Uh, There's a a sort of a stunned silence and uh, you can see that uh, Ebernecker just kind of looks at Paulton, solicitor to solicitor and then just sort of casts his eyes down to the floor.
5: Well. (laughs) uh, The glow-up is real and I'm here to represent... (laughs) My client, D.F. Woodrow. Would someone like to fill me
6: in? Evelyn?
4: (laughs) Evelyn just, like, as he barged in with objection, Your Honor, Evelyn came in behind him but just did the, like, against the wall, like, (laughs) 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 like, trying to be out of the
5: frame. He just settled away.
4: Yeah, she's just trying to be, like, in a corner somewhere unobtrusively. Like, not interfering, not doing anything, just
5: watching. Like, I apologize for uh, disturbing the court. I will take a seat and carry on.
6: I have one question left for you, DF. Are you the Xanathar? Paul oh, just like
5: ooh.
3: Ah. <laughs> uh, Death responds with The Xanathar no longer exists.
6: But you are the head of this organization? I'm the head of nothing.
5: Your Honor, if I may object. <laughs> oh, God. Have a seat, Paulton. young man. Strix bites, Paulton. <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily. <laughs> Your Honor, I have a very valid question on the question you have uh, presented to my client, who you, I represent. You
6: are not what you claim to be, and therefore have no right to ask questions of me. I am absolutely
5: his lawyer. Paulton is actually totally convinced himself he is his lawyer. He is like (laughs) taking real interest and is now like, no, I am his lawyer. There's paperwork that needs to be done
3: about it. He he looks at DF. I will just answer the question if that's all right. (sighs) I was deep within the Xanitar lair on my own business, trying to protect the lives of others. And within that, I confronted the Xanathar himself, a beholder living within the sewers of Waterdeep, as many more have before. I slayed that beholder. From there, I then placed through with allies a series of powder kegs to destroy the Xanathar lair, bringing it all collapsing down. It no longer exists. Are you done? Uh... Uh, uh, uh... uh will go on to say, You also mentioned the vandalism and theft within the temple itself. That was the same beholder that I had slain before. The one that had... And this happened before I went down into there. This was just briefly before. And he kidnapped or tried to kidnap a friend of mine and I wasn't going to stand for it. So I went after him. And I know that the Xenathar is the head of this criminal organization, which is why I slew him. I, I, I could provide further evidence. I have a ledger of all of his dealings. A ledger? Yes.
6: And you will provide it to
3: this court? Uh, I can. It's not on my person. But I'm able to. It was a ledger belonging to a sort of accountant by the name of Narl.
6: He says, We will see this ledger at your earliest convenience. Certainly. One more thing. There was a theft in the temple, of a bottle of wine. Do you know anything about it? Yes. (laughs) Is the thief present in this room? Yes. And who is it who stole this bottle of
5: wine? Like There is no need for fingers to be pointed. Deeth for I know who took the bottle of wine. Dieth points to himself. I literally just said no pointing fingers. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me,
6: sir.
1: Uh, okay. Then he says, I
6: believe that you are not responsible for the death of Father Luke Sunbright. And I have concluded that despite your many escapades in the city against the Xanathar and others, you have not in any way hindered justice. I put aside my own prejudices in this matter, for as a dwarf I am colored by the fact that you have committed an atrocity against my people, for which you cannot be forgiven. But that is neither here nor there and not my place to judge, as that did not occur within the walls of this great city. However... On the matter of theft, I hereby charge you with said crime and you are to suffer the following punishment forthwith in accordance with the code legal. You shall be imprisoned for a ten day in the dungeons of Castle Waterdeep and pay damages equal to the value of the stolen goods, Mm -hmm. which are hereby valued at 500 gold pieces. And he hammers...
2: Because Strix just, like, turn back into herself out of Evelyn's pocket and be like, Paulton! Who else would steal wine?
6: Remove the prisoner. He will be taken to the castle forthwith and released in ten days. Payment can be made to the
1: clerk within a month. That is all. And the old dwarf gets Wait, up and leaves.
2: Can we visit him or bring him things or something?
1: All right, Dieth is marched away by Todd and a couple can, other guards can in the.
4: Evelyn run up to the magistrate before he leaves?
1: Uh, guards, his, his protection detail, impose themselves between you. But. I volunteer
5: tribute!
1: That's not how it works. <laughs> <Dang> it. <laughs> and he just leaves.
6: He just leaves. <laughs>
5: So, like, everyone's already left the room
1: now? They're, yeah, people are vacating quickly. Uh, you can see the lawyer and odd steel toes are ushered out by guards as well.
2: Can I ask the guards or the clerk at the desk or something if, if she can visit Deeth in the
1: cells? or? Uh, no. no, There are visits allowed in courtroom jails, but no visits allowed in Castle Waterdeep.
2: But uh, I tell them that he's claustrophobic and he might hurt himself in the cell. They don't care. I look at Paulton and I'm like, why did you do that?
5: Take the wine?
2: No, why didn't you say it was you?
5: you? Did you not literally watch me try to do that? I was literally... Literally, and everyone else in chat, I was literally trying to do that. You didn't try hard enough. I was shut up before I got to finish my sentence.
2: She doesn't even talk to her. She just leaves. She just leaves. Okay.
1: Well, you're like the last three in the courtroom now, so. Um, uh, and yeah. she doesn't
2: She doesn't come home.
1: Oh, okay. Where does she go?
2: She sleeps Theater outside parking. the Blackstaff Tower.
1: Oh, okay. On the ground.
2: Okay. <laughs> crying. <laughs>
1: Very good, very good. All right, uh, D.F., you are born away. Uh, you're put in the back of a paddy wagon uh, to take from the castle ward up the side of Mount Waterdeep uh, to the spur upon which Castle Waterdeep is perched.
3: Okay. See y'all in ten days.
2: Strix is going to try and sneak in. How? Oh, probably a rat. Okay. Minus, minus the witch hat. Okay. There's probably a ton of rats down there.
1: Yeah, probably. Absolutely. Okay, so she's going to go after, after sulking outside of Blackstaff Tower for some time.
2: Yeah, and uh, if Vajra <laughs> doesn't answer her, like Vajra probably just like throws some like pff, like pff, water on her head or something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, you don't get any response uh, from Vajra. Okay, you're not even clear that she's home, Um, and uh, the uh, uh, Captain Harguar of the City Watch will be responsible for delivering Dieth safely to the castle. Uh, Paulton and Evelyn, uh, you see, Strix has stormed off and disappeared. What do you guys do? Where are we? Wherever you. Still in the courtroom. Yeah, still in the courtroom or thereabouts.
4: Evelyn's just kind of looking at Paulton like trying to understand what just happened. Did did Diek actually steal the one?
5: Paulum just
1: leaves. <gasps> <laughs> when you leave, the glow around you dissipates. Wonder what that was. <laughs> Evelyn, you are now alone in the room.
4: I think she sits down and has a cry. Okay. A lot has happened to Evelyn today, and Paulton (laughs) just (laughs) silent treatmented her and walked out. Her friend Dieth is going to jail. Her father figure is dead. She's banned from participating in legal proceedings. She just sits down on one of the, like, hard benches with her head in her hands and has a little cartoon cry. Okay. And then once she has completely cried herself out, she'll fly home. And no one will be there, so she'll probably cry again. And then buck up and pretend she wasn't crying so that she can interact with Waffles and the kids and tell them everything is fine and everyone will be home soon.
1: Okay, yeah, so you, you go back home and, of course, Waffles and, uh, and and the kids have no idea of what's gone, what's transpired at all, so they're having what's, to them, a fairly ordinary hyperactive day. Uh, so when you walk in you find their spirits uplifting if nothing else. Crabby old Albie is still hiding out in the kitchen but everybody else seems to having a good time.
2: He doesn't like when Strix isn't home.
1: Right. And so you, got, you sort of gather them around and kind of take comfort in their, their purity.
4: I was going to say, if they're playing a game or something, I'm like, oh, don't mind me. Everyone will be home soon. Just keep playing. And she just sits and kind of, like, wistfully watches their innocent play.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Paulton, where are you wandering off to? Bar. All right. Handrew will pour you a drink.
2: Oh, this is so (laughs) sad.
1: (laughs) Does he pour him a drink whilst also holding
5: the
2: gun
3: to If
1: Only if <laughs> only. <laughs> yeah. i
5: Yeah. Just okay. like just like drunk rambling to Andrew is like, man, you get me. You know? I I try to try to get my friend out of jail. Try to not have him go to jail for something I did. It's like the plot doesn't even let me do the right thing anymore, man. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm being pigeonholed into the least likable character. And you know what? Maybe I got over that arc. It's hard. It's hard for your character to develop. I mean, you know, I mean, it's hard to come back from trying to kill all your friends. But to be fair. You know, like, I didn't really want to do that. I just thought I did. And then I'm just like, I'm going to do all these cool things, and I've got, like, pages of really uplifting monologues I didn't get to use. So, I don't know, man. What do you think?
0: Antix
3: holds up a gun. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's just like
5: shit man maybe got a point.
1: <laughs> god. All right. A uh the Black Staff, you don't know none of you know this, but the reason the Black Staff is not at her tower is because she is meeting privately with one of the uh one of the mass lords of Waterdeep, whom she knows. Oh. Uh, that being a certain omen drawn.
2: Oh no! Oh,
1: I knew it! And. Andrew, gonna borrow that gun for a moment? <laughs> <laughs> and she, she discusses with him in confidence this conversation that she had with Strix about D'Ath, fate, and how he's likely to spend the rest of his life in jail. And she says, but you know, a mass lord can overturn the verdict of any magistrate in the city. And so, you know, if, if, if this party of adventurers is to be um, successful in this city, we probably shouldn't have the law bear down on them quite so mightily. Uh, maybe, maybe you could write a letter and have this thing thrown out. And so um, she basically advises him such and actually gives him a letter that she's drafted. He puts Yay. it in a drawer. Yeah.
2: Oh my God, of course he Good, I was going
1: to say, I'd rather serve out my sentence.
3: <laughs> oh, <an> asshole.
1: <laughs> he looks at it, he reads it, folds it, and puts it in a drawer.
2: Why can I see that so well in my mind? <laughs> uh. His face like, hmm.
1: All right, Di- uh, Diath, your, your, your whisperer was not lying when he said that this cell would be far worse than the one you were just in. Castle Waterdeep is built upon a much older structure called Nimor's Hold, not much of which on the surface remains. It was a titanic wooden fort built by Nimor, a warlord who kind of was based here before there was even a city. Uh, But now the castle stands in its place, and the castle itself was quite old, but the dungeons underneath it are ancient by comparison. And crumbling, run-down, sagging, wet, rat-infested, water Flooded um, hell hole um, quite quite a difference from the clean swept albeit dark and cramped cell that you were in uh, the smells here are is is something you will probably never forget as you are sealed away um, in this tomb, this rotting waterlogged pit uh, and um, probably in the same state or worse than you were in before
3: yeah probably near catatonic
1: yes uh, now you're a human and there's no light here so you can't see but you become very aware very quickly that you're not in the cell alone
3: good great I'm glad like there's another physical presence there's here another physical presence that in the cell which just not aware of
1: correct and even as your eyes begin to adjust to the darkness in, in, a few, in, the, in the mere minutes that you've been here, it's still too hard to actually see the figure and the air. But you just sense on some rogue level that you are in this cell with another person.
3: Cool. So now DS is sad and on high alert.
1: Yes. And the voice a voice comes out of the darkness and says... Oh. I would like it very much if you, how do you say, did not involve yourself any further with Lady Rajnar and her quest for the dragons. Do you think you could perhaps find other distractions in this beautiful city? Other things to occupy your time.
3: Oh, God.
1: I don't want a repeat of what we have just seen. You know, it's very distracting. Who are you? My name is Jarl Axel Ray. And the gold is mine. Do we understand each other? Uh, uh, I, don't get me wrong ahead. I like you I like all of you Even though you killed some of my best men That is A tragedy That's what brought us together really At least caught my attention Made me realize that you are very dangerous When you're given free reign That ends today
3: <clears throat> okay. Uh, ds will just say the. Uh, uh, well, what do you know. I'm not sure D.E.A.T.H. would respond. uh, Necessarily.
1: Uh, There is a hand on your shoulder. It's very delicate, um, gentle, not a crushing grip, and says... You will come out of this much stronger than you were before. You don't have to fear this place and do not fear the darkness. We all suffer the things we fear. But there are real fears, and then there are the ones we create ourselves. This place is the latter. Be strong, my friend. And when you're out, who knows, I may come to your place for a drink and one of those tasty pies.
3: Uh... Death will just respond with, uh, "You know nothing of
1: my suffering." Maybe, but I know who murdered Father Luke Sunbright. The
3: for the first first time, Death kind of like snaps out of it and actually, uh, kind of comes to attention. Uh, he kind of turns back over his shoulder, I guess peering through the darkness as much as possible, uh, just to, even through, like, the body motion, showing that he's very much paying attention.
1: A voice comes so close to your ear you can feel his lips brushing against your skin. Or, uh, or maybe uh, just the illusion of that. You, you feel it, and he says, mm. Andrew Mourn. and then uh, you sense that the Presence is gone. Uh.
3: Okay, so even after he's gone, Diaz just kind of taunts, will taunt him out loud, but more or less to himself, and just be like, and just say something along the lines of, say what you want, Tarlaxel. We've got your gun.
1: that's where we'll stop ah!
2: <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Why is Jarlaxel so supportive?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was getting very mixed mixed uh, feelings there. I was like, w- what do I? Oh. <laughs> <sighs>
4: The whole episode, I was hearing the Perry Mason theme song in my head, and I wanted to think that no one else in the world would recognize it. Da na
1: da na da na na da na.
2: We should never be crime people.
3: Turns <laughs> out should. we shouldn't be most things. No,
2: that's true. <laughs> that's true.
3: I don't
5: know,
1: man. All Seppa
5: right. and Seppa law practice has a great right <laughs> <for it. laughs>
1: Will Paulton start up his law firm? Yeah. God, will, uh, evil un- will evil and evil understand <laughs> what Paulton is all about? Will Strix, oh, no. make- will Strix ever make it into the bowels of Castle Waterdeep to reunite oh. with her friend? These questions and more answered <laughs> next week in Dice Camera Action. Very nice.
4: (laughs) That makes it seem wacky and channel.
1: (laughs) Indeed. Any announcements before we part company for the day?
4: Sure are. Guess what? The Waffle Crew, minus Chris, (laughs) will be at PAX Unplugged. We're very, very sad to be missing Chris, but we have a full schedule of things to do and places you can meet us. We are going to be doing a Fireside episode because Chris is not there. If you saw episode 73, you know that sometimes we like to give Chris tons of backstory to torture us with. <laughs> when he's not there. <laughs> so we'll be doing a live Fireside episode on stage at PAX Unplugged on Friday. Also uh, on Saturday, we have our Ask the Waffle Crew Anything Q&A panel as well as an official signing. And we'll also have meet and greets and signings at our own booth. That's right. The Waffle Crew booth at PAX Unplugged, so stay tuned for when those will be. Um, I think that's it. Did I hit everything? Uh, yeah. And there are a few more announcements of details and a couple other things going on at PAX Unplugged that have yet to be announced, so you'll find out about that as soon as I'm allowed to say.
2: Hey. Hey. Uh, I just have that, and then um, also my normal stream schedule and Trapped in the Birdcage, which is still on Thursdays. Hooray.
3: I guess, uh, does anyone want to feel like maybe there's not enough messages in your chat box right now that you could uh, (laughs) potentially fill that up by uh, spamming that link? Ah! Go Go to that uh, Dice Camera Action subreddit where you can join in all the discussion, fan art, uh, fan fictions, and everything else that's being posted up there, but really enjoying seeing a lot of it as people slowly kind of piece away at the mysteries and puzzles of both the current plot and our character backstories.
1: Indeed, yes. Uh, And they'll they'll be going crazy over uh, (laughs) DF taking a bullet today for Palton. Yay!
2: It's mad. Mm.
5: <laughs> oh, I forgot. Uh, my, the other D&D show I'm on, uh, Dark and Dicey, is back on Mondays. We have a couple more sessions, and we're wrapping up season one. Uh, I turned into a shark. And what? Say, uh, yeah, I turned into a shark and um, might have uh, sank a warship. As, happens. as As one does, yes. But they were very nice to me. They fed me steaks. so. <laughs> It's a weird show, but it's a ton of fun. So go watch it.
1: <laughs> All right, then that's it for us, folks. Um, Dungeon of the Mad Mage, our latest release, and Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica, our other latest release, will be hitting uh, games or sorry, will be hitting Amazon and other places soon. You can already get them. I've seen them out there somewhere. Uh, I signed a few at the recent convention I was at, Game Hall Con in Madison, Wisconsin. So keep your eyes open for that book. Uh, books they are fun, and you will love having to use them in your campaigns. Until then, I guess we are done.
0: So, we'll see everybody next week for another episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com. Until next week... Happy hunting.